Just Our Real Estate, episode number 221. All right, thank you for joining me here on Just Our Real Estate. I am excited to have you. If you've never been here before, welcome to the show. I am excited that you chose to be here and to listen to me and to tune in. If you've been here before and you're coming back, welcome back. I'm excited to have you as well. My name is Mike Simmons. I am your host, and today I have a really cool show in store for you. But before we get started, I quickly want to ask you one question. Do you want to get started in real estate and really don't know how to get started, don't know where to start, don't know what to do, don't know where to turn, feel like you don't have enough information? I've got a solution for you, the Fail Fast Flipping Program. I am involved in this. It's being run by my buddy Justin Williams over at House Flipping HQ, and it is a program like none other. Let me tell you, if you don't know where to get started in real estate, if you have any questions at all, or even if you're a more experienced investor but just need some more support and some more information to take you to that next level, then go to my website at juststarrealestate.com. On the right-hand side, there is a link for the Fail Fast Flipping Program. Click that link. It'll take you over there and answer all your questions about the program, and you can also sign up right there. I highly suggest you check it out. There's a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's really no risk, guys. Go at least check it out and see what it's about and see if it makes sense for you. You'll be happy that you did. And when you check it out and actually join the program, I will see you on the inside, and we can talk all the time, every day. Ask as many questions as you want, and there's a huge community of other real estate investors there that wanna help you in your journey as well. I hope to see you there. All right, guys, thank you for joining me on another Quick Point episode. Today, we're gonna be talking rehab, and specifically, when you can expect your rehab to fall apart. And by that, I mean, if it's going to fall apart, it's probably gonna happen at this time, the time that I'm about to tell you about, and it's really not necessarily gonna be because of anything you did wrong, it's just sometimes rehabs have a life cycle, and they usually start off really strong and then something happens, and I'm gonna tell you what happens and kind of tell you how you can avoid having this happen to you, right? So let's think about this for a minute. You buy a house, right? You get it under contract, you close on it, now the house is yours, you bring your contractor in, he quotes the job, you award the job to a contractor, maybe it's somebody you already been working with, maybe it's somebody you just found, you just, you know, are using for the first time, and you bring them in, and they give you a price, right, and it's something that you can agree upon, it's a good price, their timeline makes sense, everything's looking good, you bring them in, everything's going great, the first week, they're doing demo, they're ripping stuff out, they're starting to, you know, prep some things for, for the rehab, and it's great, right, you see progress, it's awesome, you go there week two, now they're starting to do some more things, and everything's looking great, and let's just say that the total project was supposed to take a month, right? Four weeks. Week three, maybe not as much going on that you can see, but that's okay. Sometimes in the middle of the rehab, things are happening, but you don't see a ton of progress because, you know, once the demo is done and some things, sometimes it, you know, the, the progress isn't as visible. That's fine. Now, week four, you should be wrapping it up, right? And, and let's say week four, they're kind of on track going into week four. They're about 75% done with the rehab. So everything's great, right? You're on time so far. You're on budget. It all looks good. Then something happens. At the end of week four, 
The house doesn't look a whole lot different than it did at the beginning of week four, but you're supposed to be done at the end of week four, right? You saw all this progress at the beginning of the project. Everything was going good. The contractor was there. Everything was great. Now you're getting toward the end of the project, right? We're just trying to finish up the last 25, you know, maybe 15 to 25% of the work, and it just isn't getting done. I mean, little things are not getting done. Some of the touch-up paint's not getting done. You know, maybe some of the, the, the trim around the, the cabinets in the kitchen hasn't been put up into place. Um, you know, just whatever. I mean, there's a lot of little things. Some of the painting hasn't been redone. You know, maybe only one coat, you need another coat. Whatever, whatever the case may be. The flooring hasn't been finished yet. So you're wondering why does everything go so well and then toward the end it sort of dropped off. And I'll tell you, a lot of rehab projects fizzle out at the end. At the beginning, you're paying the contractor, you know, decent chunks of money and a lot of investors will make a mistake and they'll pay the contractor too much in the beginning and in the middle. And so at the end, you either have already paid them everything before they're done, which is a huge mistake and hopefully no one does that, or what's more common is that you paid them too much of the overall uh, quote so they're not as incentivized to come back as they should be. And I know what you're probably thinking, why do I have to incentivize them to come back on a project that they committed to doing? That's a great question. I wish I could answer that, but it doesn't, you know, it doesn't always work that way with with contractors. So what happens a lot of times, if you want to know what actually is going on with them, you they have your project, it's a big project, they're working on it, they got it, you know, they have it under control. The the contractor sort of feels like, okay, I'm on top of this project. I sort of rode the wave, I'm on top of it. There's not a lot to do. And so it becomes a lower priority because they know it's very manageable at that point. And then in the meantime, they've gotten kicked off on other jobs, maybe bigger jobs or jobs that have a more aggressive timeline. So they go over there and they send their, their folks over there to get started. And their intention is they'll come back in the afternoon or they'll come back at night and do some of the touch-up work at your at your you know project. But what ends up happening is these other projects sort of get behind or get out of control or, you know, the people you know, don't show up for the contractor when they're supposed to or whatever, the, the inspections don't get done in time, whatever the case may be, they get behind on those projects. So the one that gets pushed aside is yours because they've already gotten paid a lot of the money, most of the money, and there's another project that has more obvious immediate need than yours in their mind, right? To you, it's like, hey, you know, you've got another day or two, maybe three days worth of work here. Let's just knock it out so I can get this house on the market. Well, their priority is not getting house on the market. They've already made most of their money or all of it if you made the mistake of paying them before they were 100% done. And there is there is some pressure sometimes from contractors to get paid before they're finished. They would they would rather you pay them and then, you know, a lot of times what they'll say is, "Hey, you just pay me the rest of the contract. I've only got another half a day's worth of work here. You pay me, I'll come in tomorrow morning and knock it out and we'll be done." Never, ever, ever do that. Never fa uh, finish paying out the entire quote until the job is 100% done. And that doesn't mean 95% done or 98% done. That means 100% done. That way you get them to come back. Otherwise, you're going to be left with a project that is 95 or 98% done, and that's it. They're not going to come back to repaint a room or to put knobs on the counter uh, 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 cabinets 
if you know if you're not holding back any money or if it's a couple hundred bucks it may not be worth their time at that point so <clears throat> you've got to hold back enough money to keep them coming back the job will fizzle and fail right at the very end right before the finish line and it's very frustrating but that's how a lot of contractors will work unfortunately they just they move on to bigger projects where the more money is still yet to be paid out so if you hold back enough money and when i say enough i mean Maybe half by the time you're at the end, you should still own half or, you know, depending on how big the project is. But, you know, let's just say it's a $10,000 job. You better be holding back at least $2,500 at the end of the job that you're going to pay them when they're 100% done. If you've paid out $9,000, $9,500 and you're just holding back a few hundred dollars, that's not sometimes enough to get the contract to come back and finish out the job. So hold back more than that. If you can hold back 50%, awesome. Sometimes that's not possible. So I say at least 25% at the end of the project should still be in your pocket until they finish the job. Okay, that's all I have for today. Okay, guys, until tomorrow, if flipping houses and real estate is your dream, there's only one way you can make it a reality. Just start.